0: Now it's time for this. news talks Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland. Driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair Aaron Mansworth. He's the Managing Director of Trigon Hotels. That's the uh, Cork International Hotel, the Metropole Hotel and indeed the Cork Airport Hotel. Uh, all down there in the uh, County of Cork. Uh, Aaron you're very welcome to the programme. Hi Bobby, delighted to be with you. Good afternoon, how are you keeping? Very good. Now um, we'll bring you back a few years because your love of hospitality started at a very uh, early age uh, you've been from uh, part of the family that had uh, Mansworth Spa in Cove and that I think might have been in the family since 1895, is that right? That's
1: correct Bobby, um, in the family since 1895, they're just above, you know, situated above the beautiful cathedral there in Cove. Um, And I I suppose that was my introduction to hospitality at a very young age, Um, you know, before I I suppose, minimum wages and things like that were in place. I think my father got a good deal out of me, you know? Um, But yeah, it was a a great, great introduction. And, you know, I, I suppose, you know, Cove at that time would have had the Navy, the Irish Steel, it would have had, you know, their own dockyard. So, it was, it was, it was, it was a really good working class bar. And I, I think one of the things I learned there from my from my dad early days was, you know, the importance of of, of standards. You your toilets had to be clean. You know, the newspaper had to be there. The fire had to be lit. Yeah. But most importantly, that point had to be right. You know.
0: It's great, and that's the sort of grounding I think that you know is really beneficial in hospitality. Now, your first paying job in. Uh, in in hospitality and indeed hotels, uh, was uh, skinning chickens in the old Jury's Hotel there on the Western Road. That doesn't sound too glamorous.
1: <laughs> well, and, and funny enough, Bobby, it wasn't actually paid. It wasn't paid, believe it or not. I did that as a. I did I did that back, and I think people might find this hard to believe. Um, you know, it was when there was only a handful of hotels really around, and it was hard to get into hotels. And a letter from uh, a Mr. Dick Burke would carry a lot of weight if you were trying to get into a college. And, you know, it was something that definitely helped me uh, open a few doors and, and, and eventually get into Shannon after after uh, yeah. training, you know.
0: And just to talk about Shannon College, uh, Aaron, it's My father went there, my sister went there, I know it well, but for people who maybe aren't familiar with it, it really is the sort of mecca of uh, hotel training and standards in the country, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. It's fantastic. And listen, I I think as as a country, we're very lucky with the number of institutes around that, that really cover and have the good course. But I think... You know what? What the appeal for Shannon was that you were guaranteed two years of of placements abroad, and I think that what what's foreign to a lot of people is that you know it was like a boarding school. You know, we, there was four of us to an apartment, and you know we had to be down in the college at eight o'clock in the morning with uniforms on. Yeah. And this was at third level, and it, it's funny there that you mentioned your father because he was one of our guest lecturers, and um, he came down, and I never forget the talk he gave us. And, and interestingly enough, um, he took a coffee break. We took a coffee break during it, and he came back and he, he asked. The, he asked the class, and he said, um, "Do uh, any notice? Do, does anybody notice anything different?" And I looked at him and I said, "I just said, uh, Mister Carr, I think you changed your tie." And he said, "I did," and I wanted a, a, an umbrella for the New Park Hotel, from him. and it was it was his way of of teaching us the importance of you know keeping your eyes open, attention to detail, but. You know, we, we were lucky down there to have some fantastic guest lecturers, but your dad and I always remember Mary Fitzgerald as well from the wonderful Woodlands, really standing out. Yeah. Um, but we were a, a, a wonderful institution, you know. I suppose the great thing that you really get from Shannon is the the contacts abroad. I, I was lucky enough in year in I went to New York and I instantly had a family in New York of... Uh, of Shannon people out there that help me get apartments you know settle in so and they 're all over the world. Shannon graduates are in every corner of the globe wherever you go so yeah. it is it's a, it's a it's a wonderful institution
0: Tell us a little bit about your time in new york aaron um i I know uh you worked in some uh, pretty cool establishments such as the Waldorf Astoria and indeed I think even more premium that the Carlisle. what was that like cuz I think you were 7 years there all up were you
1: yeah it was just I, I think in around the 7 year mark I w- it was it was interesting bobby because I suppose my first ever managerial position you could say was was in the Waldorf I went out as a four chair placement and I was I was thrown straight into the stewarding department, and for those that might be familiar with with stewarding, it's the sort of back of house, making sure kitchens are cleaned and dishwashers, and food transportation around the back of house, and in 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 the water, we would have had forty eight function rooms, so you were you were you were covering that amount. And I went into a department where I was basically put in charge of of two hundred people um, in a first managerial position. And it, it was great, but you know, you, I, I suppose that's where you had to learn to think on your feet and and bring people along. Because there was one particular chap, uh, senior card, in us, I'll never forget. He was in the hotel fifty three years by the time I got there. So you could imagine yeah. how many of me he'd seen. <laughs> and you know, I suppose to, to, to get him to come along. But funny enough, one of the, one of the universal languages that helped me massively out there was football, soccer, because I was dealing with a lot of. Um, a lot of international chaps and being able to talk about a football and stuff like that help, helped us along but i was it was brilliant you know yeah. the, the waldorf the waldorf was um we, we were on a succession plan so we basically got to work through um various departments in the waldorf so i would have started back the house and worked my way up and, and people laugh and i tell them this at one stage I ran the minibar in the uh, the minibar department in the waldorf and just to do the mini bars at the time we had um, almost forty two staff you wow. know, so that that'll give you an idea of scale but, and um, the consumption was, of
0: the mini bars as well there must have been good sales on them <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was particularly um, particularly anything with the logo on it you know the jelly beans is always a big seller you know <laughs> um but i, I think I, I think i was it was phenomenal in terms of events and I think you know if if, if you were to ask me sort of standout events and things from the wall or um you know I was—I happened to be there for September 11th, which was, you know, oh uh, as you can imagine, was, yeah. was was a very difficult time. But not long after that, the the World Economic Forum brought you know brought the forum from Davos as a show of support to New York, and they based the whole forum in 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 the Waldorf, and it uh, was amazing. It was just you know, such an eye-opener and, and, and security and things like that. But, no, we, we were lucky, but, you know, I made some really good friends and even a couple of uh, colleagues who returned to Ireland who were out at the same time in the, in the Waldorf was, was, was phenomenal.
0: And, One thing I noticed was that you mentioned a general manager, I think it was in the Waldorf, who said to you that the only thing you need to do in the hospitality business is to make sure the guest leaves with a smile. I thought that was a, a simply put but very powerful statement.
1: Yeah, and, and I think his um, Mr. Long, I'll, ne- I'll never forget him. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal gentleman, and um, I suppose his big thing was it was always about empowerment and trust your team. And he, you know, he what he basically was saying to us in those statements was that you know if if a guest is unhappy or something goes wrong, which it does in our game, it's it's part and parcel. His view was do not let them leave the hotel or get outside that front door if it hasn't been rectified and they're not happy leaving and there was there was a few there was a few, um, there was a few cases where we probably went to the extreme and I'll give you a quick quick anecdote of which always makes me laugh because you know some of us were were quite young managers and you know you, you found yourself doing this thing called an ambassador on duty so you were an overnight duty manager in the hotel um, 2000 bedrooms and any issues that came up you were expected to deal with it and i remember there was one of my colleagues she was quite junior at the time, and she um, she took it upon herself where a guest had left the cake behind, and um, oh, it was it was a it was a it, I suppose it was a big it was a big deal for who it was and how it worked out, and, and this junior manager took it upon herself to get the to get the cake out to JFK and get it chartered to um, to the destination it needed to go. It ended up costing the hotel about thirty five thousand dollars. Oh my god. And, and, and i just remember you know these are all the learning cards but i will never forget like in in the meeting afterwards and we were all around the table Mr. So long he smiled at us and he said This you took me literally didn't you and and we did but you know it's, it's there's a 35 uh, grand it, it problem we have road. to
0: deal with yeah, <laughs> yeah an expensive kid Again, having worn that t-shirt of being a duty manager, you're there, and anything and everything can happen. And I think there's a book in somebody' uh, tales of a duty manager, especially on the night shift, uh, that that's absolutely. yet to be written. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Kamara, I and it would be a
1: bestseller uh, because <laughs> there's sto- the stories there. And I, I was lucky; a lot of the guys, particularly a lot of the banker captains that I'd worked with in New York, like is. They were owned for the beginning of Sinatra and Diana Ross's career in the hotel. And I was saying to these guys, like, you've got to write a book. And, but then when you, you tie the duty management side into it, I, I think people would think it's a work of fiction, really, at times, you know, <laughs> what, what actually happens, you know.
0: So we be, we better talk about, I suppose, the status quo, Aaron. Uh, Trigon Hotels, three properties, all based in Cork. Just uh, how's trade? How are things going? Good. You know, we've, we've obviously had a good summer and
1: um, obviously post-COVID, all, all all a bit strange during COVID. But, you know, I think, you know, to be fair to the government, the government supports were, were very good and they really helped us keep people at the table and keep people in the industry. And, um, you know, it is one of the big problems is the recruitment side. But um, there's a lot of good things being done there. Um, uh, that uh, was one of the is, things. There was a good pent up demand.
0: Uh, no, that was one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about uh, was uh, staff recruitment and indeed, you know, the the shortage uh, of skilled labour that's, that's you know, well documented and well commented on. But, you know, it, I'd ask you, Aaron, like, should hotels be doing more even to pro- provide accommodation uh, to employees? Like, if you look back at the old days, lots of hotels... That was one of the, the perks of being in the hotel business or in the hospitality trade is that, you know, you could get fed and found. Like, should we be heading back to a model that improves conditions, that recognises the cost of living, you know, and just just pay it and, and pass the cost on to the guest?
1: Um,
0: I, I, I think, to be
1: honest, Bobby, an awful lot of this has been done and it's just... I think that there's there's still a perception, um, you know, of of legacy issues with, with the industry. We've come an awful long way. You know, I, I won't tell you some of the stories, some of the fun, fun things I had to do. Um, but that was part and parcel back then. But the industry has developed and evolved massively in terms of rates of pay. The accommodation, you're absolutely spot on in that. But I, I think the lack of accommodation is there. You know, it's a societal thing, not just in our sector, in all sectors. I'll give you an example. We've brought 12 uh, wonderful trainee management students in from, from Malta um, this year for 12 months. And and we have to accommodate them in the hotels. We've been sourcing as much accommodation. We've taken a couple of rental properties, which we're, we're helping other staff with as well. But the problem is, and what the knock on that people don't see is, this is all taking a lot of bedroom stock out of, of the market, along with the emergency accommodation that's out stock that's taken out. So this is this is a massive knock-on. But I suppose just to go back to to the to to, to your, your previous question in terms of the recruitment pieces, you know, I, I'm looking at you know the likes of pensions, healthcare, stuff that wouldn't have been standard in hotels, it's all been brought in. and the training, the development, career paths. You know, these are all in place, but I do think that there is a little bit of a, a, a an old perception, misperception, still there. We do have to work on it, and we're not perfect, but it has come a long way. Split shifts, are okay. a thing in the past. Four day work weeks have been introduced in a lot of places. So, I really think that people, if they really get in under the bonnet and see the opportunities in our in our one, it is a fantastic industry, Bobby, as you well know you know, in, in terms of being able to, you know, where I would have started as literally a KP and I've been able to work work up. There's so many fantastic examples and there's so many ways to come into our industry. You can go through college, you can start in the, the property itself, but like, you know, these long working weeks and there are always going to be exceptions, you know, I don't want okay. people calling into you and sort of saying, you know, there are always going to be exceptions where, you know, certain people are still going to work long weeks, right. but I, w- I would have to say, as a majority, it's it's, okay. it's it's really, really improved.
0: We'll have to leave it there, Aaron. Uh, great to talk to you, Aaron Mansworth, there, managing director of Trigon Hotels. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Bobby. News Talks Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.